of course, as we got comfortable with doing this podcasting thing and being our organic selves, we had to share our bloopers with you as well. You're listening to The Plug, people living under grace on your local and favorite podcasting site. All right, so we are live on The Plug. I am your host, Joseph A. with... It's me, Dominique. (laughs) (laughs) And we are up early, early, early this morning just talking to (laughs) and just (laughs) forgetting to hit record. Right. Yo, D, how Talk was about the topic. Right. How hmm. Eventful, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> Eventful. Oh, my gosh. So, today's topic is, um, what was it, taking L's or how to handle when you have to take an L on the, or take a ride on the L train, so to speak, right? When your loss is not necessarily a loss or your mistake is a mistake. Yeah, you're all over the place. Learning from it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I forgot the topic. Is that a crime? Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> not taking L's. It's, it's no, early in the morning. It's early in the morning. It's early. In the L's morning. are not failures. They're lessons. There you go. See, the co-host knows exactly what time it is. The co-host. Lord have mercy. So what is? Okay, and it's th- I'm three hours behind you, so it's extra early for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's like what seven o'clock there. Yes. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, what she just said. Um, what? But what does? What is an L? Like, what can you say an L is for you? Because an L for you might be different than an L for me, and my L's could be crazy different for you. Um, for me, it's a time of of defeat, and I feel like I allowed someone else to get the best of me. I mean, yeah, I can see that too. I can say that I've had a number of L's in my life. Um, in my adult life more so than, I mean, definitely in our kid, you know, in our childhood life. But I mean, that's to be expected because what we've gone through in our lives as children should have, should have made us stronger so that we're not making the same mistakes that we should not be making as adults. Time out. Time out. Pause it, Jay. You're not even answering the question you asked. I didn't even hear. <laughs> so your kids threw you off. Your kids totally threw you off. Threw me off completely. These are bloopers. In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because The Plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. Um, I would say an L for me is I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, Dominique. Like an L for me is feeling of defeat or being involved in a situation that for me is number one beyond my control to fix. So it doesn't um 
be a total total loss um i've kind of categorized losses from extreme to not so bad um and i think that a lot comes with the experience over the last seven or so years that i've been through like with relationships and stuff like that like categorizing like i don't for me like i don't consider like marriage to me is a big deal but i don't consider my divorce being a total loss because it was a great lesson learned it was a hard-headed lesson to learn but it was a lesson right. learned nonetheless so it makes me better and if we want to say that god is a redeemer of time we know that we don't really kind of like we still waste time when we don't follow his plan because we could be so much further but he is a, right. a redeemer of the time if that makes sense so um right I think for the both of us, like I think that our L's are kind of similar in that, you know, I guess the, the extremeness of it, it might be different because what may impact you could be devastating for me and what could be devastating for you may not be devastating for me. Right. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I know even with, you know, everything, like everything right now being on hold and starting to come back to life, so to speak, because of um the pandemic and getting through this whole hard time a lot of people have suffered great loss like i don't know if you've seen the the news or even the rec like just in passing because a lot of people don't watch the news but even in america sure because like, <laughs> i'm a firm believer my dad always says <laughs> cnn stands for constant negative news <laughs> <laughs> So I do not watch the news. I'm cool off it. And to be honest, you know, I, my heart does hurt for those who have, um, you know, experienced losses. But I'm going to tell you, Corona been good, good to me. <laughs> a lot of people say that, too. A lot of people feel like this is a blessing. This has been a blessing, huh. a curse. More people. It, and it's almost like half and half. Like, you have half the country or half the people, population, say, I'm doing much better than I was before this happened because now I'm able to just sit down and just focus and then right. you have the others that have unfortunately lost loved ones like I'm talking like mass exodus yeah. like what 80,000 yeah. like what I is that I don't, I don't watch the news so I don't know the number but I do know someone I was in a wedding with yeah. um, another bridesmaid she lost her mother her oh. dad actually had it first um, and her mother took care of him yeah. and then she got it and actually died from it uh, so it's sad um, extremely sad but I'll say like like you mentioned earlier being able to spend more time with my kids right? Um, they're encouraging us to like work from home mm -hmm. shoot at this point I don't have a choice but anyway they right. encourage us to work <laughs> from home <laughs> but um and go into the office whenever we feel like it. So we're basically able to make our own schedule. Um, so that's good. On top of, I'm still getting my same pay. The stimulus check came through for the come through. Come through. Yes, the kids' daycare, are, they've given us like gift cards to grocery stores and stuff. My up. kids' daycare opened up for the essential employees. Oh, that's even like, great. It's been cool. Right. It's been cool. And I, I will tell you, too, though, I am a tither. Right. I don't play about that. Listen, and so. that's actually a conversation because I don't know. Did I? I don't think I had the conversation with you. A lot of people were talking about um, 
about tithes and offering and even in this time frame of um, pandemic, so to speak, and what does that look like? Like for me, I had a conversation with somebody the other day who um, who is who is a tither by nature, um, but they've been laid off from their job because of the situation and they're getting unemployment. And for me, honestly, I, it's my philosophy. My thinking is a little different than the average Christian, I think, because I understand like I understand the principles of tithing. Right. And you know what it's supposed to be like you give your tithes at 10 percent you give your offering you know render to caesar with the caesars render unto god what is god and but when you're out of work right and you're getting unemployment unemployment in my brain is already paid into by number one your job and two they calculate what you your what you've made off of um, a, like a what is it like a quarterly or however they calculate off of what you've already made, which is money that you really would have already tithed on. So my my thinking is a is is a little bit kind of different. Um, money that you would the, have tithed on, or that you have tithed on. Money that you that you would have already tithed on. So like for example, I I, w- I won't use the unemployment um the unemployment um example. I use the social security right. So we pay money into Social Security every time we get paid. I don't know about you, but my Social Security thing be looking kind of steep high. And I'd be like, yo, like all these taxes, like that's the majority, 75% of my um, taxes or whatever go to Social Security, money that I may never see. And let's say, what, we're 30, I'm 32, you're 31. So like 30 years from now, we retire. Is age out there on the air? So anyway, so thirty so thirty years from now, we go <laughs> we go into retire, right? And we get social security. It's and this is just my belief. It's my belief that if somebody who is on social security who's already paid into um the system and that's what they've gotten in return, it's my belief that they're not obligated to pay what we say what the bible says as tithe because they've already paid out into that but to give an offering like some people do like i have an aunt that's on social security and she gives her tithes off of her social security and you know and i probably like will when i retire because i'm just so used to doing it but i think we have to start understanding like what the word says and what actually is going on and put the two together to because a lot of people are feeling so devastated that they can't give and they feel like no, they they're, can't. No, and they're they can't. not right. I, I feel like at the end of the day, when you realize that your source is the Lord, right? it don't matter what income you have coming in. Mm-hmm. If God or the Holy Spirit lays in your heart to still give your 10, do so. Cause at the end of the day, scripture says, well, a man robbed God. I will never rob God of the opportunity to bless me right. ever, 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 ever. And I, I'm not sure if you saw that um, Michael Todd's teaching on tithing, um, but was it, it hit home. Oh yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Okay, I got it. Um, he referenced the scripture of, of "Will a man rob God?" And he's like, people have been using or interpreting that scripture of financially robbing God, Absolutely. like you need your money. Absolutely. Mm, no, you're Absolutely. robbing God the opportunity to bless you, right? So that you can bless others. You know what I mean? We're blessed mm-hmm. to be a blessing. So I feel like regardless of what you got, when you start working in the spirit out of a spirit of fear, 
Yes. Oh, I lost my job. So now I can't tie because I'm only getting. No, your source is not the government. Your source is not unemployment. Your source is not your job. Your source is God. You know what I mean? Right. So if you're used to tithing, do it because the Lord is going to replenish anyway. You know what I mean? You don't got to think too much about it. This is an increase. I'm going to give a tenth of my increase. Period. Right. And I mean, yeah. it's to, to I mean, honestly, it's, and it's really like it's to each his own because there is a scripture, and I can't remember where it is. Um, there's a scripture where it says that if it's something that's in your heart that you feel is like an absolute, um, that you like it's it's something that it's a conviction for you, then to go against it is a sin. I got to find the scripture, but um, Luke six thirty eight in the King James version says, "Give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together." And running over shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet, will it it shall be measured to you again. And a lot of I remember hearing this scripture so much when I was growing up, as it relates to me. Every time that it would be the offering or or the mm-hmm. tithing time to give, they would mm-hmm. say, "Give and it shall be given unto you." Good measure, right. pressed down. And I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for my pressed down, shaking together, and running over to come through. But that's not really the case. And I'm like, okay, I see you said that you got your press down, shaking together and running over. Like, but where is my press down? Where is my shake? And it's not just financially. Give right. hate and it'll be given back to you. Right. Good measure, press down, shaking together. You know what I mean? Right. Right. All, all of that. It's not just money. Because if it was just money, it would just, it, it would just be that. It's so much right. like God. It's not. It's everything. It's crazy. Give happiness. Giving. Give. Give. Shoot. Stop <laughs> being selfish. <laughs> and that you know what? And that's another thing. Despite whatever you know what I mean. Me and my husband, we have literally started from the bottom together. Yeah. And we constantly now that we're able to give, yeah. we're constantly giving to other people all the time you know and i'm just seeing how god is working when he was making checks that was four and five hundred dollars a week but was working 500 hours a pay you know to me like my poor husband was working hundreds of hours a week in north carolina wow like it was ridiculous and I felt so bad for him for them crappy checks <laughs> that I was seeing. But we still come Sunday. Right. Tie to be thirty dollars. <laughs> we give it. Sit. And that's what it is. Like, if that's what it is, then that's okay. what it is. Like, we can't knock it. Like it's it's a part of the struggle. And I think when you have, I think it's definitely easier when you have somebody that's just as committed to the cause as you are. It is. But, it is. You know, my husband ain't from here. And church was not his thing in Cape Verde, so I had to teach him. Right. Especially when that tent got bigger. The tent gets bigger. He, yes, he's like, uh, are you sure this worked? <laughs> you know, you sure? Remember when our tithe was $30 and now it's $300? Um, 30 right? Yeah. Tithe is at least three, dollars $400. Okay. And you know what's crazy? Yeah, was- it's working. I'll tell you this one too, like, because I know what he's, I know what he's talking about too. Because like when I was working, like actually going to physical work, my checks were cre- like, what I'm getting now is just like, it's like, it's like pennies on the dollar. But at first, I was like, when so when we stopped working, I was like, God, like I gotta do this, I gotta do that. 
and pretty much my my money was consistent you know every two weeks so i knew that off rip i was going to give like this amount of money right but then when the check came in and i was like okay well i know i gotta give this and i was like well, wait a minute no a 10 which has changed because i'm not making what i used to make but you get okay. into that mindset of because you're so constantly used to giving it's become it's it's become second nature it's, it's literally become second nature mm -hmm. it definitely has like i always attribute um giving to like my bishop in virginia who passed away like i think like three years ago and um he was like he was such an avid giver right he had um so you know crystal like you remember crystal you know crystal like so like crystal like is the um the, the big mansions or whatever so on and so forth so he had a, mm -hmm. built a house at crystal lake um and his house was crazy like his house had an elevator it had everything and he was so not because and he was one person that did not take from the church like that was stuff that he had from him working years in the shipyard or, what, or in type of military um force whatever and when it came time like when they moved and built the house in crystal lake he my godparents went over one time and my godmother <laughs> my godmother said to me you know, Bishop, you know, had called us over one time, you know, he wanted to show us around the December third. And he gave us each he gave us each fifty dollars for touring his house. Because my bishop was a constant giver. Like anything that he could, he always was a giver. And I mean, I wanna get to that place one day where I can give and not have to worry about if it's there because I know God is already supplying the need. You know what I'm saying? Right, but that's according to your faith. So you have to right. exercise in your faith and not worry, not exactly. look at your your physical eyes. You know what I mean? Exactly. The circumstance through your physical eyes. But, you know, at the end of the day, for God shall supply all my needs according to his riches, not yours. Because right. if it's according to ours, we, it's we ain't really, <laughs> we ain't moving. No, at all. But God has plenty, you know. And it's for us. It was right. meant for us, you know? So yes. we just got to tap into it. But it's so many Christians that don't know the benefits of being a Christian. Like, it's not just to go to heaven. Right. On earth, as it is right. in heaven. So while I'm alive, I need to be reaping benefits. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no. My dad says, big givers are big livers. <laughs> like that. Big, big givers are big livers. I like that. Yes. It's crazy because I, I keep seeing like so many people are saying like rest in peace, rest in peace. But I'm like, yo, I want to be able to really rest in God's fullness of his peace on earth. I don't want to wait till I get right. to heaven to enjoy the fat of the land and the the depth of the sea of, of, of his abundance. And what's one of his names? The Prince of Peace. The Prince Walk of Peace. in it. Walk in it. Exactly. One of the Lord's names. Exactly. I, I'm just I'm just a firm I'm a firm believer that, you know, like like the word says, given it shall be given. That comes with reciprocity too. I like the Lauren Hill so it's like, you know, with no reciprocity, like why are we doing things and we expect we should expect the return, but we don't have many of us don't have the faith to be able to Exactly. The Bible has is always comparing stuff to seeds seed time harvest yes. farmers don't be throwing those seeds out in the ground mm -hmm. and not expecting nothing what's the point of that exactly you know? 
exactly. You sow, you reap what you sow. You know that. If um. Give big, you gonna receive big. You give right. little and selfish. That's what you get back. So don't be surprised. I like the um the New Living Translation of Genesis eight and twenty two says, um, as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. And I like the first part of the verse, which is as long as the earth remains. And a lot of people are like, you know, is this whole situation that we're facing, is this the end? Like, is this the absolute end? The world is coming to an end. I'm like, yo, y'all need to come. Do y'all read your Bible? Like, <laughs> No, they don't. Because most Christians, they just work. They're, they're just trusting what pastor and them said, mm-hmm. apostle and them said. Like, no, study to show yourself approved. So that you know if what Pastor and them said is accurate. Exactly. It's so it, frustrating. It, it is frustrating. Like I had I a lot of thank God that my father's awakened <laughs> 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 and is passing it down to me. A lot of the and that's crazy. A lot of these people like, are like are so not woke. Like so yesterday, uh, as we go into politics, yesterday, um, number forty-five was on his his showboat if you will um about churches and houses <laughs> houses of worship um and it's so much as to say that houses of worship are deemed <laughs> are deemed essential at my direction the centers for disease control and prevention is issuing guidance for communities of faith I want to thank Dr. Redfield and the CDC for their work on this matter and all the other work they've been doing over the past, what now seems like a long period of time. Today, I'm identifying houses of worship, churches, synagogues, and mosques as essential places that provide essential services. Wait, what? You know I don't be watching the news, Jay. I know. So I'm in, you know, so my pauses are just to like to, to, to fill you in. Like, this is what's going on. So the so. houses of worship, wait, what? So, so yesterday, number 45, you know, President Trump, you know, and the Bible says to, you know, honor your leaders that, you know, rule over you, pray for them, yada, 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 so and so forth. So on, on the plug, we will be respectful as such. However, um, so it was on the today. So President Trump abruptly announced on Friday that houses of worship like churches, synagogues, and mosques are to be considered essential while calling on governors to open them as early as this weekend. Right, um, church. Some okay. governors have deemed liquor stores and abortion clinics as essential, but have left out churches and other houses of worship. It's not right, Trump said during a short statement at the White House. So now, my see, here's my thing. And I want to tackle this because I know that you have a lot to you have a lot to say about even in that philosophy of him deeming churches essential because we know that the church is essential, like point blank. Right? Because I'm like uh, <laughs> Uncle Trump. Uncle Trump is. I mean, I don't be agreeing with everything he say, but I would. Here's the thing: if my job is essential and right. anybody studying me being around all these so other social workers, mm-hmm. uh, the house of the Lord is essential too. Exactly. That's how I feel. So I'm actually in agreement with you. Well, I mean, and not only not only in that, like, let's take this a step further. I was look, looking at um, 
the new the local news here and it was saying that so my governor net lamont and a host of governors in the tri-state area with new york jersey um pennsylvania so on and so forth um they've been banding together because they're trying to really stop the spread of coronavirus here so that way we band together people can't leave from state to state whatever so governor lamont in connecticut said well you know and i'm paraphrasing i it's nice that the president said that, but I never closed churches. And then when you come to think about it, he they never really did close churches. What they did was they said 50 people or less. So it's all in semantics. People are playing semantics with this thing and not being accountable to, like, you may not have closed churches, but let's not front and say it wasn't a need to kind of, like, curtail the the number of people because people were like this thing was yeah. spreading rapidly and it needed to be you know contained whether it was having outside worship or inside worship and I know like yeah, they Virginia, actually had a church out here that just um, on Mother's Day mm-hmm. it was a hundred and eighty people in this uh, church service and somebody came up positive for Trump. yeah out yep but you know what? That also goes into like what is what is a virus, right? It makes you wonder, and I was thinking I was saying this the other day too, it makes you wonder like what does anybody really have? You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing, I feel like I haven't been freaking out because God has not given us a spirit of fear. But a love power and a sound mind. And I constantly pray over my family that we walk in divine health and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Uh, but I just feel like if you're wearing these masks now, you might as well wear them for the rest of your life because ain't no virus going to go away in general. Germs are all over exactly. the place. And we're blocking our faces from germs. So right. go ahead and keep wearing your mask for the rest of your days. Because right. it ain't stopping. You know what oh. I mean? You're going to catch something. Right. And like a virus is... A virus is a virus. Like there is no cure for a virus. A virus is just You gotta let it ride out. You have to let it ride out. It's it's I don't understand like I understand the magnitude of it because it's so easily to be caught. I get that. But what are we gonna do? What are we gonna we gonna live in fear for the rest of our lives? Like I, I just can't live like that. You know what my baby asked me? Was the virus like the devil? And I was like, wait a minute. It, it does steal, kill, and destroy. So right. I guess <laughs> it is. <laughs> so I mean, hey, I don't know. It's it's just it's it's really it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, the time that we live in, it shows the um the frailness of people. It shows the the ignorance of many and this thing has really exposed it's exposing a lot. the fear yes yeah it we truly don't... is and it's and it's exposing who is your faith in right what is your faith in you know what i mean right. because as soon as this thing broke out okay what scripture are we about to put to that you know what i mean right because nothing's new nothing, nothing is new, is new. so and I'm going to tell you, my dad's congregation is very small. Mm-hmm. He has put up a sign outside of um, the building saying, you know, it's not open to the public. But mm. 
we have had church service. They had to stop. We yeah. had Bible study. None of us have tested positive for anything. During meet and greet, we still hug each other and all the extras. But we're walking in that divine health and healing. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're not, our minds are, nobody is thinking twice before we go in to hug each other or greet right. each other. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know, and it's, it feels good right. to congregate with other people that are like-minded. You know what I mean? Exactly. And not like, even with this whole house thing, we go in to like greet the builder of the home. And you're like, hi, and like, oh, maybe we should elbows you know right. like, oh, okay like you know because and then especially too because everything else for us just is normal right until we pull up at some spot and you're like oh it's closed yeah this life is not normal I mean, right definitely now. to have hand sanitizer on deck like i don't mind like, i do I and you know what li- right 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 just <laughs> i mean we ain't fools either guy right. you're the spirit of wisdom and i do like I used to not trip too much about the boys going outside and when you come in, you have to immediately walk. I mean, they boys, you know what I mean? You're building right. your immune system. But now I'm like, absolutely not. Right. For sure, you need to go wash your hands. Right. And sometimes when it's like super late, us coming home, they would just go to bed and not take a shower until the next morning. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. no, you're okay. Go get yeah. in there real quick. Just the like if they've Watch been in the house home. all day then that's different but coming from outside right. for periods of time it's just yeah crazy. then I do okay and I do have a little bottle of hand sanitizer that I actually got before all this mm-hmm. um, it's super cute and it smells good but anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been like using that and I work in a social service office and there's people in there you can see the germs on them you know what I mean like right. they coughing all, all the time and <laughs> it's just, that's just- uh, like, come you on, know, the, know putting my head on the banister when I'm walking up the steps. You know, just I'm mindful of it. I'm not right. fearful of it, though. You get what I'm saying? I think right. it's a difference. It is a big difference. I'm not gonna look at you funny if you get something caught in your throat and you start coughing. Right. Yeah. It's just crazy. I know. I um, probably make a joke. <laughs> but not I. Um, the one scripture that was like crazy, crazy going around, um, and I shouldn't say crazy, crazy, but I think the, the everybody will know that how my crazies are crazy. Um, in Psalms 91, the safety of abiding in the presence of God, that scripture was on everybody's, that was everybody's sermon base. I don't know if it was oh, your Psalms dad. Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Oh, yes. Yeah. Everything oh, broke. Yes. Psalms 91 got so much airplay. It yeah. was crazy. Like if we could play the numbers in heaven, Psalms ninety one, right. you would have, you would have, you would have hit like a trillion dollars. Um, okay. And it's 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 crazy because it's just a reminder. Like, but it's amazing how people will go right back to their um, their roots and be like, you know what, this is what I need. Like, I need to refocus because I am off balance. Some of us do. Some of us do. Ooh, this lady that used to go to my dad's church, she saw me in a grocery store. <laughs> And she all masked up, right? <laughs> and I'm there with my whole family. You said the kids are Yes. What? No weapon formed against all of us shall prosper. Listen, what you mean? I, like, listen. Well, see, you know what? I don't know about you guys because we're hot spot here. So it's no. it's prevalent. Like the numbers here are astronomical. So we have to take a yeah, look. Yeah, no, it's not like that here. You guys. Yeah, so you guys, yeah, it's different. So yes. It's not like that. But she was masked up for sure. And she looked at me like... Where, and she's like pointing to her mask, like, where is your mask? And I was like, um, 
No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We're okay. I was okay with not wearing a mask though for the first part, but see now they've made it mandatory here where if you go into a building, they will refuse you. Right, service. so then that's different. Yeah, when I went to SAC on um, this earlier this week, mm-hmm. I couldn't go into the beauty supply store without a mask, so yeah. I had to purchase one because I don't have one. I really but I got a little one. cute cloth one. No, I got one now. <laughs> Keep it in my car because I can't. Out here, you can't go into Costco without it. You okay. gotta for sure have it. Yeah, but they even like opened up yesterday. Last night we went on a cute little date to a restaurant. We sat outside on the patio. It was nice. Yes, it was nice. I mean, the waitresses and waiters had on masks, but it was really nice to actually be out in like fresh air and all the extras. Yeah, but I don't know. I just refuse to live in fear. I got too much things going on. There's too many promises that God has for me that I'm trying to take hold of. I don't have time to be scared of stuff. And you know, at the end of the day, if it happened, it happened. It was meant. You know what I mean? I can't stop what's going to happen. You know, can I be mindful? Like I said, am I going to sanitize me and my children up? Yes. Right. Am I going to tell them to go wash their hands? I'm being so extra. Right. And the people can't see that you're putting the other room. (laughs) Adam fully got dressed in. I cannot, I cannot with you, man. I cannot. Ready for blueberry picking? We are going to take a quick break and pay some bills, and we will be right back on the plug. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain it's totally free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Here's how to get it. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm on your computer to get started. You don't want to miss it. All right, so we are back with the plug or on the plug, people living under grace. And I don't know about you, D, but we did get kind of off topic talking about a lot of different stuff. That yeah, we've always, one conversation always leads to something else, which leads to something else. Then we up late talking. It's it's just always been like that. Crazy, crazy. crazy. <laughs> so, so the, um, because as you told us before, the topic was failures turning into lessons. There you go. Not looking at L's as failures. Not looking at L's as failures or losses. Um, so I gave an example um, about an L that I took, but turned it for you know positive. What's what are some L's that you can give as examples of? From my long list of them. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna even go into relationship. Okay, a big one was moving to North Carolina. Gotcha. I felt so in my spirit. Like, I just want to be close to my mama. It's been 10 years, blah, blah, blah. And granted, I do love my mama, but that was a horrible move. I mean, the Lord um, provided... Oh, we... Me and my mama, I know why it's been 10 years. We get along (laughs) so much better with a bunch of states between us. (laughs) That was just horrible. It was so bad not being able to find work, 
Like I mentioned earlier, my poor husband working all these long hours for crap, a crappy check. The only job, now mind you, I got a bachelor's degree. The only job that I got hired onto was a group home position that paid $9 an hour. I remember you telling me that. I could not believe it. Mind you, daycare um, prices are still the same. So, no, I'm going to sit home and take care of my own children and believe God that he's going to work it all out, you know? Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, too, we still tithe on my husband's little checks. Um, We did find a good church. I will tell you that. Yeah. Um, It was an amazing church. I actually miss it. Um, So that was some good that came out of it. I did experience like witnessing um, different events for my siblings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But moving to North Carolina was not it. And I'm telling you, soon as um, I like fasted and prayed for a job out yeah. there. And right before the fast was over, I got a call for CPS in North Carolina. And I was like, oh my God, this is it, blah, 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 like all the extras. Went and interviewed, and it took these folks nine weeks to tell me, no. I remember We're going to go with someone else. I remember you telling me I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. That was my last straw. Like, absolutely not. There's no, I'm not making it out here. Yeah. And I'm staying at home and taking care of children is not what God put me on this earth to do. So I ain't going to do it. Not so, just um, so much no, more. right, absolutely not. So anyway, um, that was my last straw. We ended up moving back, and in September, I got the exact job that I interviewed for in North Carolina. It's so wild because, um, it took nine weeks for them to tell me no, and it also took nine months from when I fasted and prayed to give birth to this job wow. that I was praying for. So it's crazy because I Googled the like significance of nine mm-hmm. and I immediately called my dad. Yeah. So Google said, according to the Bible, the number nine is also perceived as a symbol of patience and harmony, mm-hmm. as well as a symbol of development and creation. We need um, also to have it in mind that the number nine is made up of numbers three times three, which means that nine is a perfect number that can symbolize the will of God, right? Mm-hmm. So I called my dad super juice, like, oh, dad, listen to what this said, blah, blah, And he's like, it's also the time when you give birth. Give birth. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what a testimony. <laughs> so despite the fact that I did have to learn a lesson, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was a reason why I moved to California originally. Right. You know? I got to know my dad, my dad's side of the family, my stepmom's side of the family, all that. And this is where God is having us. Soon yeah. as we came back, I'm telling you, blessing, blessing, blessing constantly. It hasn't stopped. And it just keeps, and we just keep, we receive, we give, we receive, we give, and we just keep getting it. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, despite the fact that living in North Carolina sucked, like, my throat knotting up from being there because I just hated it. it. They did have good food, but that was about it. And I gained a lot of weight being there. But other than that, absolutely not. So it did turn into a lesson. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, 
as bad. And, I, and it proved to me that I am capable of moving my entire family, my husband yeah. and I, you know what I mean? Working together across the country. We drove yeah. with children and then turned around and drove right back towing our car on a 20 foot truck. I remember. I was heartbroken. With you, a baby. You called me. You was like, Jay, I can't do this no more. I'm leaving the East Coast. I was like, no. I can't. Uh-uh. No, and it wasn't meant for us. Periodically throughout the entire time, the entire process, and I was just like, oh my gosh, my best friend is like, so now I gotta go. Now it gives me a reason to go to California with a state that I've never been to. But you know what? It's crazy. Oh. Can I can I interject real quick? You know what? We actually share this L. You remember this? You ready for this one? I don't know if it's an L. Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. That was another one that turned into a lesson. That was a lesson. <laughs> I found out I, I found out I wasn't a uh, sterile. <laughs> I don't even know why you would think that you were. Jay. Okay. I have been in long relationships. Right. And ain't never coming up pregnant. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever in life. The first and only guy I messed with in Atlanta. Instant pregnancy. Couldn't believe it. So, no, and I ain't been back. You ain't been back. So, that was another L that, that turned a, into a that lesson. Was an L. And you know, I crazy. love my baby. Yeah, because yeah, that but, was the blessing that came out of that. And aside from the fact that he looks just like you. Um, but just even in that, is like, yo, I, I remember going and i remember i you know it's crazy i remember us being on the phone with each other before we even went to georgia we were like oh my gosh i'm gonna be going to georgia i'm moving to georgia you're like oh my gosh i'm going too and i remember mom and my aunt was talking on the phone like we were trying to you know figure out you know making sure that she was good like you had support down there and stuff like that and then i don't know what i can't remember exactly the change that took place in me i got really homesick And I felt like I was just, I wasn't used to being really by myself in a different state. Number one, away from my mom, because I've always been like, wherever my mom is, to me, like, that's home. So, and I don't have any blood siblings except for my god sister, Amber. Um, But like, you know, blood, blood siblings, I I don't have blood siblings. And, you know, and then you were doing your thing because you had to be in school. So we couldn't really spend time and like we were far from each other. Yeah, like Atlanta is people think like Atlanta is like a state unto itself. Right, it's huge. Yeah, like you were, takes were you car. I was close to Midtown. See, and I was on the outs, so it was right. But my school was downtown. Right. But even getting to school, it took me forty-five minutes. Like getting on yeah. Marta. Ooh, we thanking Lord for delivering. Oh my God, that, that's just a, that's a testimony in itself because it's so much that could have happened that like God, like, yo, like God is, is definitely one to spare us from ourselves and keep us from ourselves. But you know what? Again, plugged into a good church though. Plugged in. Oh yeah, we were. Well, I think, you know, God is always, I feel like. Shout out to Redeeming Word. We, we, right. We prioritize where are we about to be spiritually fit? You know what I mean? We do. Like I did North Carolina, but I was being fed. Right. Yes. I was being fed somewhere. You know what I mean? I was being built up spiritually. Couldn't stand it. I mean, I, I ain't returned to Atlanta. I got some, my child out of it, but yeah. and you know, I did get some classes out of it that went right. towards this MSW I'm about to get 
You know, right. so okay. <laughs> but I, I wonder if Atlanta would have been, I wonder if Atlanta would have been different had the timing been different. You know what I'm saying? Like, would things have evolved differently had, if it was in a different timing, as opposed to, because really anywhere south, you need to have a degree or like know somebody to get into some place to make some money. Because if you don't, you will be making $9 and some nonsense an hour. Right. And it's all about connection. I couldn't believe I didn't get um, picked for that job. Like, I got all this freaking experience. What you mean? You decided to go with somebody else. Negative. That's crazy. Yeah, no. And my mom, who works for the military hospital, making buku money. Okay, you can't even plug me in nowhere. Uh Uh-uh. I gotta go. This is not working. But anyway, like I said, despite all that, and I don't even know, like, I feel like, no, Atlanta was just a lesson for me. I Atlanta was a lesson. It was a lesson. And that, I mean, I'm not, don't get and me I wrong, I had a lot of fun. And you were still there. I was sad when I left and you were still yes. there. Yes. But I, I couldn't do I it. I had a lot of fun. And I did, I will say it was an experience, you know what I mean? But, mm-mm. It was a phase of my life yeah. that I'm glad I went through, but I won't go back. No. My son has been back, of course, to see his father. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Okay, I remember that um, reunion type situation. Right. Praise so God. he's gone. Right. Again, <laughs> thank you, Lord, for deliverance. For deliverance. <laughs> yes. But yeah, he's gone back, but I'm cool off of it. Yeah, Atlanta. I mean, it's it's a beautiful city. Um, it's definitely it it's it's beautiful, especially at night. If you're not prepared, you will get eaten alive. Right. If you're ugly too, because <laughs> I know. <laughs> we won't eat Atlanta her. dudes love girls with big old booties and cute faces. So I survived. <laughs> <laughs> But, but that I ain't think, the place for me. But I no. think one of the things too to learn about like an elf or in in turning your elves into success is learning how to number one. And we talked about this last week, and you know, even in, I think this is going to be our mantra um, for the plug is being self aware, like understanding that yes, the situation that I'm in right now is absolutely jacked up, but at the same time taking ownership taking ownership of my role and what I play in my own life and being able to not only <laughs> being able to not only <laughs> be able to not only you know move forward but move forward with a purpose right right move forward with a purpose and a plan and that comes with self-aware because some people are just not self-aware like it took me a while to become self-aware of the fact that you know i have a temper or to be self-aware like ouch this hurts in a certain area and this is where i need god to really fix me and move some things out of me so that i can be not only better for the kingdom but just better be a better person he wants me to be to live in abundance and 
not lacking anything and I lack in certain areas because of number one my faith and number two what comes out of my mouth like what we speak is very potent is very powerful life and death life and death death. is in the power of our own tongues and we'll eat the fruit thereof so it's like you know if we don't get ourselves together and start speaking things you know, and wanting to see them. I'm firmly believer in vision board, even though I have yet, like, I had yes, a vision board. I in just my did room. one this year. This was my first year doing one. We got to actually do a vision board, like, session because I got to redo my vision board because I had a vision paper that was on my wall and I was just, like, writing stuff down. And I took it down. Write the vision, make it plain. But, That's what yeah. scripture says. Write the Rebecca. vision. Yes. Exactly. Make it plain. Yes, this is my first time doing a vision board this year. And um, one thing has already been manifested. Awesome. I'm working on the second. So I got into... Oh, I can show it to you. Sorry, viewers. I mean, listeners. I ain't going to be able to see it. <laughs> one day we're going to go live, live, for real, for real. Right, oh, you see? Right? So this has been... I like that. Yep. into the master's program. This is my house. So it's so funny because this is the house I looked at prior to making the board and yeah. before I went on my fast, my beginning uh-huh. of the year fast. And the house sold by the end of the fast. Okay. And it's so weird because I put sold up there, like sold to me. Right. Uh, but it definitely sold to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so this house wasn't meant for me, but the one... I'm praying for right now yeah. goes through uh, is way bigger and better than this house and it's in a better location everything else awesome but yeah I got like what car I want eventually the Range, the Range Rover and a Benz yes I put that I was a life changing social worker of course I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me family unity love and I will say since making this oh this is my business that I want to have my beauty supply store out here um, since making this, like, my husband and I have been on a better page. Um, and I included up there family, unity, and love. You know what I mean? And I feel like we have been more united since Absolutely. speaking that into existence. Absolutely. So it's nice. I'm, shoot, now every year I want to make a vision board, and whatever I didn't get accomplished this year i'm just gonna add it to next year's you know because you see it like it's something that you can see my past my overseer was actually saying to us it was like yo just if you have the vision board write the vision board do the vision board and but do like little notes around the house like do the refrigerator like put that note in the put a note in the refrigerator and then it's like that's the first thing that you see so it's constantly constantly or on the mirror constantly reminding you know yourself that you know this is a goal that you have um and i'm i'm believing god for you guys i'm excited about the fact that uh what we were talking about earlier about the pre-approved like i'm just super duper excited for that because that's 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 awesome that's really awesome and that's 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 how you turn every loss that you feel is a loss because everything that we go through as believers is really just like you said, like we've said, it's a learning experience because, you know, a steps of a good man are ordered by God. And even though we fall or we mess up, our steps are still ordered. 
Um, right, and God's still going to, you know what I mean? Like, he's still going to make sure we're okay, but we have to get the lesson out of it, right. you know? Like, I struggled like crazy in North Carolina, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I still saw it first. There have been times where my family was getting together on Sundays, and like, I think for Father's Day, we did a, a brunch. Mm-hmm. We did all this cooking, all the extras. Um, but come 10.55, okay, church started at 11. I got to go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what y'all are doing, y'all. It ain't y'all priority to seek first, but it's mine. Mama, I don't care who you are. Nope, I got to go. My family, we will be in the house of the Lord today. We'll be back. <laughs> church is over. It will always be here. Dinner and stuff and family time will always be there. Right, but I'm, you know, I want the Lord to know that He's my priority. You know, mm-hmm. cause all this other stuff, nope. I was reading um an article that um by Harvard Business Review, and it was entitled. Part of the article is entitled "Fess Up and Acknowledge Your Mistakes." Right. Um, first and foremost, it's critical to be transparent, candid, and own up to the error, which we were just talking about. Um, don't try to blame others even if it was a group mistake acknowledge your role in it telling you we were just talking about that Um, in case in case where someone was hurt issue an apology however don't apologize too much or be defensive the key is to be action oriented and focus on the future how will your misstep be remedied what will you do to differently what would you do differently going forward and i think that's for even like i can say for me like i'm i've been asking myself that same question I, my pastor has been asking us the same question like what are we going to do differently after this whole pandemic is over and we're released back into the world full time like what are we going to do differently as believers as husbands as people as wives as whatever like whatever your role is as fathers what are you going to do differently so, I'm going to tell you, I've started praying and asking God for wisdom mm-hmm. and discernment. Yeah. All the time. Increased. I don't want to keep, right, I don't want to keep learning from messing up. Right. Like, mm-mm. I want to go ahead and just feel in my spirit, okay, this ain't cool, and not move forward in that, you know? Because mm-hmm. nobody has time uh I'm not trying to set myself backwards. Like, it's, I could be so much farther in life right. than I am right now. Had I had I had wisdom, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So at this I, point, I I'm agree. just trying to keep moving. So, I've already prayed and asked God for wisdom. Now, I'm thinking I'm for it and trying to walk in that. Absolutely. Um, you just reminded me of. I think we might have read this or, or touched base on this one. A few, like the last time we were together um, 1 Samuel 15 and 22 um, when Samuel said has the Lord ha- has, the, has the Lord as great in delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obedience to the voice of the Lord behold to obey is better than to sacrifice right and to heed is better right. than the fat of the ram and so for me it's like when and the question that I always hear is like when are you going to get tired of living in your sacrifice right you know like that's 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 the question of the day like when are we as people generally speaking 
going to be tired of constantly living in our sacrifice because if we lived in our obedience to God, we wouldn't have to worry about our obedience should really be our sacrifice if you think about it. Does that make sense? Yes. Like our obedience because we not, know it's, it's not what we right. it's not what we want to do. You right. Know what I mean? Right. Not my will. We're crucifying our flesh. Right. Right. And we're crucifying our flesh. Consistently. So that on makes a, consistent a lot of basis. sense. Right. It makes a lot of sense to me. So like our obedience really should be our and really it should be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Um our obedience should be we should obey or desire to obey God so much that it doesn't feel like it's a pull or a sacrifice on our part because he's done so much for us we should just be willing to just you know what because I know you're sovereign because I know you're omnipotent because I know that you've kept me even in times when I don't didn't want to be kept because I know that you saved my life from that accident or something potentially wrong that I could that could have taken me out I should just willingly and fully just throw myself recklessly in your presence and just constantly obey but God also I believe knows because we're human we do have those tendencies that rise up occasionally and that's where grace comes in right but we have to be mindful too like I can care less what I lose right. or like you said earlier sacrifice in order to obey because I'm going to tell you I done lost some friends Yeah. my mama was mad at me when I moved back to California I was but, mad when you moved back to California but I right? understood it but, it's like, but I understood yes. it because I was like you got to do what's good for you and your family because Regard- I ain't paying your bills right <laughs> right and that's what my mom was understanding. you just got to keep believing God Okay, no. Because <laughs> we like, know that no, faith without works is what? It's dead, exactly. But it's like, you don't know my relationship with God. Right. And ever since I came back, it's been blessing on top of blessing on top of blessing, you know what I mean? So yeah. obviously I was listening to God when we came back, you know? Right. And there's been friends that I kicked it with sun up to sundown. Because I'm choosing to go to Bible study every Wednesday and stop chilling and go seek first. I'm choosing to continue to go to church every Sunday. I don't hang out with those friends anymore. Yeah. And we just... And that's okay. I can sacrifice a chill session for the blessings that I'm about to reap. Yeah. I am okay with it. It ain't hurting me none. You know what I mean? Because, right. like you said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Because really, whatever we lose, he'll replace... Exactly. And them same friends, whatever fulfillment I got out of them, God has put someone else in. That's better. You know what I mean? Like, right. so, whatever. Aside from the podcast, you know, being the co-host and stuff is just amazing. Right. <laughs> For somebody right. who's never listened to a podcast before, you're actually a natural at this. Oh, thanks. Well, because I we mean, talk. It's just a conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally just having a conversation with each other. Le- legitimately. We're going to go and pay some bills and we'll be back. You are listening to The Plug. All right, so we're back with The Plug and this is Casual Talk. Uh, Dominique, what's going on with you with mom? Because <laughs> I, 
I can see it. In no, your face. read. You need to read that post. You need to read that post you just read to me. I'm okay, so it. a local, um, a local pastor, <laughs> love her, love her, love her. Um, uh, she wrote an art, not an article, sorry, um, on a Facebook status says, thinking how you're sharing articles about barbershops and hair salons opening and going against government rules and catching the virus. But you've been going to your barber at 4.30 a.m. Uh, going back to work now. Some of y'all lying. <laughs> and some people put, like, facts and exclamation points. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I sure got underground folks that I've been going to. The person I get my feet done, <clears throat> Jay, we got to go from the back. <laughs> we got to pull in in the back. <laughs> Park in the back. <laughs> And then sign a waiver. <laughs> it's so I much. Know. It is so much. <laughs> but let me tell you what. My, so my mom is like, uh-uh. The government, I don't know what they think. They trying to pull with opening up hair salons. So I'm going to wait a couple months before I go. Mind you, she in Walmart every other day. <laughs> Not I'm Walmart. confused. Not Walmart. I'm confused. All types of people be up in Walmart. So I'm trying to figure out what's the difference between you going up in some hair salons and you going to a store where people frequently pick up things right, and then and change their mind and put them back right. and you pick up things and put them back <laughs> like mom if you was gonna get it you would have got it you ain't got it you good <laughs> pretty much right now you're doing too much now go smooch you even with the fruits with the fruits and veggies, how many of them we pick up and mm. look at like, yeah, I don't want it. How much stuff Talk in the store it. in general we like, mm, no, yeah. I changed my mind. It ain't in the budget. Put it back. A bunch of people do that. You ain't the only person doing that. A bunch of people do that. Yes. That's like, mom, if you don't go get your hair done and stop, shoot. It's funny because when um when when Donald Trump said yesterday that he deemed crazy, he deemed houses of worship essential. I was like, I posted something on social media. I was like, so is he trying to like do the the dove method? You know the dove method. So so when Noah, let me find it. When Noah um, was in the ark, um, right after the flood, to see if everything was pretty much you know good, um, he sent out a dove. And oh, I wanna, yeah, okay. And I want to find it. And I think the dove came back and would, it pretty much would say, you know, if it was good or not. Um, so, try not to read this. So, later. are we the dove? That's what I was, that's what I was. What the church folks, the dove. So, Genesis 8, 6, and 12. I'm not going to read all of this. I'm trying to find out. Um, okay, so after 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven. Actually, it wasn't even a dove, it was a raven. Um, and it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Um, then he said, oh, okay. So then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground, but the dove could not, could the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water all over the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. So yeah, so everybody was like, because I, I was about to say Raven. No, I know it was a, it was a dove, but yeah, it was a dove. He sent out a dove to see if it would come. You know, that was the dove that 
I don't want to say theory because it actually happened. Confirmed that it's okay. Confirmed that if it was okay or not. So I was saying, um, is number forty-five trying to say that you know he's deeming it essential? Is he trying to use the dove method that that Noah did? Is that what we're calling him? Are we calling him forty-five? Um, people call him forty-five. I call him President Trump or Donald Trump, whatever. I say forty-five on social media. I'm not really consistent with it, but you know it is what it is. Um, for the consistency of the show, what do you call him? The president. The president. <laughs> because he's your president. No, I'm not really into politics. Look, Jay, I... <laughs> if it ain't script... If it ain't about the Lord, or my kids, or my man, I ain't got time for it. <laughs> but this is why... The, the gospel is the good news. I'm trying to listen to that. Which I do know, and... You know, it is good to know what's going on around you, you know? But That's why it's called the plot. I don't right I don't want to be boggled down with that right. because that negativity whoo, it can de- like, it'll it have your is. mind going. You know, and I just don't wanna be in that mental space. It I does. don't like, I don't wanna be afraid. Right. Like I used to I don't wanna not let my kids enjoy life because oh no. You know, right? Like I get it. Like I used to listen to um, WCBS 880 um, all the time. Like I would just listen to it because number one, like I, I I used to listen to it growing up. And I growing up in Virginia, my grandfather being here would always say like he would listen to 880 news. It's New York, New, um, New Jersey, and Connecticut. So it was something that I could listen to to kind of keep in touch with Connecticut because I I love being here as a child because I you know as a child you hate where you're from. So I'm in constant. Right. I've listened to it just to kind of get an idea of what's going on in the world. Even now, ever since this whole pandemic thing, I've turned that radio off. Like it's everything is about this. And if you don't, if you're not careful, you will fall into fear and panic, and that will run your life. And I just, I cannot do this. Like if right, I'm a, a thing that I can't even see is like taking people out god i can't control this you can so i need to trust you more and i can't listen to every news outlet like i'll listen to like maybe 10 minutes just to kind of get an idea of what's going on so you know we can we bring this to the people that will listen to the podcast so that way we're we're plugging in information but it's not sit and perseverate and vacillate with it it's just like no and i haven't been like that i'm gonna tell you out of the mouth of a once upon a time single mother if you sit in your circumstance right. and all that you got to do, yep. you ain't going to make it. Absolutely. You're not. It's so over. Just the thought of me being a single mother in college full time, mm-hmm. employed with three different folks. Yeah. And graduated, got pregnant again before I graduated. So I graduated five months pregnant with a one-year-old and three different jobs. It brings tears to my eyes right. <laughs> at the thought. But in the moment, I couldn't think about all that. Right. In the moment, I'm like, I got stuff to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? I got a child to feed. I got stuff to study for. I got papers to write. I don't have time to sit in my circumstance. Mm-hmm. I need to make moves, you know? Right. So I feel like the same thing with this pandemic. We don't have time to sit in it. Like, take the benefits out of it. You get to spend more time with your kids. Right. You get to actually know what your kids are learning and right. what they have learned. And I will say, I didn't know my son could read the way he does 
because he goes to a Montessori school. Mm-hmm. Thank God for them because they have the children do all of their work at home. I mean, at school. Yeah. They don't have homework. They're very hippie like. I don't know. I probably mentioned it last um, last week. Very like free spirited school, but they work. They do work. It's just not. It's like controlled chaos. <laughs> yeah. And they like will make sure, like, yes. So every few weeks they send them home folders with all the work that they've done in their class. Mm-hmm. And literally, you walk in the classroom and every child is doing their own thing, but they're all doing something. Mm-hmm. My son writes cursive really well because they're te- they've taught him that. That's awesome. He reads very well, right? And I didn't know how well he read until this pandemic. When I'm having him practice his reading, okay, read to your brothers, read to me and your brothers. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you are learning something. So I'm like taking the good from it, you know? Right. On top of like I mentioned that stimulus money, <laughs> real good for a family of five. It's 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 interesting. I'm just I'm I'm just amazing. Like I'm looking to hear definitely in the next in the coming shows like you know the report like got it we good we moving gotta get like I'm just I'm looking. Hopefully by the end of the day I know. Huh? Hopefully by the end of the day I know. Oh, end of end of today. Mm Mhm. That's what's up. The sellers are on vacation in um, Lake Almanor. Where so, is I don't know. Somewhere out here, vacation spot. So clearly, y'all got money. So take this yeah. offer and. <laughs> Has anybody else been like bidding for it? Nope. Good. So it's so crazy because my friend was like, I need to come to Chico because ain't nobody buying houses. Oh no, people are buying houses. Just ain't nobody buying my house because that's what the Lord has for me. Right. Because every other house that I, oh, maybe it's this one, Lord, that I put up, um, I liked. We weren't ready though. Next thing I know, I get a message from Zillow. Oh, the status of the house changed. Every single one. This one has been weeks on the market. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a bomb house. What you mean? Five bedrooms, three and a half baths. Like, ain't nobody putting no offer on this house. Right. Bomb neighborhood with a bunch of kids in it. Leave it to me. It's in the school district that I want my kids to go to for high school and middle school, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody's putting an offer. So our offer is the only one they have. That's what's up. Right. So I'm like, Lord, if it's your will, let it be done. Because I'm telling you, you know what's crazy? On a side note. Yeah. So Todd's um, sermon series right now. Mm -hmm. But rip up your list, right? Relationship goes reloaded, rip up your list. So, and this is me right now speaking this house into existence. Mm Because I'm just going to believe that it's mine. But anyway the series hasn't really been like sitting well like i don't i didn't see how it resonated with me yeah you get what i'm saying yeah my husband is everything i prayed for not what i wanted as far as look i always loved a dark dark skin man dark and tall with beautiful teeth that's you know that's my preference (laughs) Is it who God had for me? Absolutely not. My husband is lighter skinned. He got a little gap. <laughs> but the quality of him, of who he is is what I prayed for. He right. work hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not selfish with his money. You know, he ain't sneaky. He ain't cheating. Like none of that stuff, you know? Right. So the quality of him is what I wanted. So when dude was talking about ripping up your list, I'm like, I don't 
see how this pertains to me because yes, I had a list, but I did consult God with it. You know what I mean? I prayed about this particular man. I didn't make, you know what I mean? It wasn't just, oh, this is what I have to have. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, yesterday, early in the morning, I woke up, per usual, mm-hmm. and it hit me. So my dad has this prayer box in church. Mm-hmm. And I put in the prayer box the list of what I wanted my house to be. What I wanted. Not what I discussed with my husband. Nothing. I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is what I want. It has to be three bedrooms. It has to have two bathrooms, two-car garage. And it has to be by, our grocery store right here is Winco. It has to be by Winco and Target because that's where I love to shop. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is what I want, you know? So for us to put up offer in on a five bedroom house that's not in the look it's not by Winco and Target it's actually on the opposite side of town <laughs> than where I desire baffles me you know what right. I mean so I feel like and whenever this thing is missed, that's gonna be my testimony to rip up the list that I put in the prayer box because it wasn't what I consulted God with you know what gotcha. I mean gotcha. and scripture says my my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than, you know what I mean. So right. I was thinking real low, like, oh, just give me, you know what I mean, just just, just give this, me. Lord. You know, this ain't too much to ask for. Right. But every house that I saw that matched my list, I was like, mm, no, this ain't it. I don't like it. Uh uh-uh. no, it's too small. No, it has to be at least this square footage. Uh uh-uh. And everyone on this side of town selling, mm-hmm. selling, selling. God dang it! And we weren't ready. Right. Now that we are, you know what I mean? Everything has lined up. So all we need is these people to say, yeah, we'll take your offer. And it's a done deal, you know? Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, that's that's why I needed to hear this series. Because it's, it wasn't about my relationship. It was about the list I made for our house. Right. That is the only thing I've physically made a list about. That's awesome. Pertaining my desire. You know what I mean? You and like actually, I said, I didn't consult my husband. I didn't consult God about it. It was me. It was all <laughs> you. It's all yeah. you. My husband just gave me the money for it. This is right. what I want. Like, no. Nope. Even, like, <laughs> like, even in that, like, even in this conversation, like, you've encouraged me because I've been, I said to somebody um, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, I feel like, and this is not like a pity party or whatever, Like I feel like a part of me feels like I'm destined to be, um, and I don't want to go into that just yet on this podcast because that can be kind of interesting and interesting conversation but I feel like I'm destined to be like I don't feel like there's somebody out there for me and I say that because like almost like you like I have this idea and I'm like okay Lord but what if I know that the idea that I have on, on my alleged list if I had a list is not probably what you would want for me but will I love this is an honest truth moment like will I love what you want from me you know what I'm saying like will my will my will me as an individual love whoever you have for me you, you get so what I'm has saying God failed you yet? has God failed no I failed me been... God has never right so you still so you still in your own head you just answered your own question right Exactly. And that's what I was saying. Like, this is a definite truth moment because, you know, 
as as human people like people in minutes like i'm a minister you know but i still i'm a leader but i still have moments where i'm just like yeah where you work out of the flesh work out of my flesh and we and it's crazy because you said it you said it perfectly we're like i had my my set list where i was like you know this is what i want but god wants so much more for me so why am right. i putting myself and why am i dumbing down myself to not but it's not even that, why are you limiting god why are you putting right, limits right, right, on right. god you get what i'm saying right and i feel like a lot of us too who we don't ask for much you get what I'm saying? Right. So like, and that's what I was saying about the time. I just, I just want this. You know what I mean? Like, it's this. not like, too mm. much. I'm not asking. And God's like, mm, no, I got more for you. What you mean you just want this? I remember Todd blessed, was going, blessing people. All the, was yeah. the beginning of this year or something. It was constant financial blessings. And he said, this girl sent in something that said she just wants her only debt to be her mortgage. That's it. And he sent her a check for, I think, $500,000. And he was like, I don't know how much your mortgage is, but I don't know why you're limiting God. If you want to be out of debt, be out of debt. Even with your house. Like, don't be putting no... That's crazy. Because oh, we want to try to make sure... Look, I'm just asking right. for this like, little just, thing. Just, you know what I mean? That's what we were taught. I and that's do- crazy. We were taught that, though. We were taught... Yes! Like, to yeah, talk- somebody take you to a restaurant. You better not order the most expensive thing. Exactly. You better... <laughs> You gotta look. We were taught. Remember, I don't know if you remember this in high school. It was some type. It wasn't a dating, but it was something like etiquette or something. And it was like if somebody takes you out on a date or if somebody is taking you out to eat, you look at whatever they're ordering and you order that or less or less. And we are right. that we are taught to order that or less, so that we're not going above what it is. And we take that and we and we're not taking advantage. That. Right. Right. And we're not taking advantage. But that's of people. And I feel like at the end of the day, I don't just come to God asking for stuff. You know what I mean? Right. I come first off thanking him for what he's already done for me. You right. get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I am still seeking him first. I do have a desire to have an intimate relationship with him. So no, he's not. I don't have to put a limit. I don't put a limit on my when I ask my parents for stuff. Right. Never have. You know, as a child, you know, I'll say that. And scripture says that we should come to him. He's our father. You know what right. I mean? My kids come to me with boldness asking Bold. for. Right. Everything. Uh, where the money coming from? Like, right. Like, I'm, making, like I'm producing money. No. Like just use your bank card. Uh, you got to have money in the bank. Yo, my you can't just use the card time. and swipe it. They're like, can't you? Don't you have a card? I'm like. Okay, but there's money somewhere that that card has to have. <laughs> like it doesn't just work like that. Just like people right. on themselves as they go out. That, that's not how that works. Like it doesn't stop the germs. Right. They don't understand. But anyway, we have to come to God with that boldness. Same where our kids do. Exactly. We have to be bold. We have to. So I feel like at the end of the day, when it when it comes to your relationship speak what you seek if you speak want you to be seek. in another relationship you want God right you want God to bless you with somebody with a partner you know what I mean like right. speak it and get out your head but I would ask God to give you 
a spirit of wisdom and discernment too right. to to know when it is him and it's and not, not the settle enemy. you know what i mean and to not settle right like and i can no, honestly say so like i worth. was like i was in a situation you know one time after since my divorce and it took me it i was not really it was a it was it, it ended after two months and I was just determined. I was like, yo, but see, I can't just because someone pays you attention. Somebody says this and the like there's still work that I wasn't ready to be in a relationship because I knew that I still wanted me time. I didn't want to split time. I wasn't. And I, I believe like if you, if it's a God sent, if God sent you, I believe that something in you will connect with that person and you wouldn't, it, it changes your whole dynamic. You wouldn't be trying to make excuses or or whatever. And I just came to the point. I was like, I don't want to settle. Like I don't want to settle because I'm feeling like somebody is, you know, showing me some attention or, you know, doing for me, you know, in a way that in which that a relationship would look like. So, um, I'm, we're going to take a break real quick and come back for our closing. You are listening to the plug people living under grace stay tuned well we're back so at the end of the day um as we you know wrap wrap this up uh for today i am i'm grateful like i am grateful for my losses i'm grateful for my l's i've had to ride ride on the l train several times in life um but i do believe that it it does make you makes me a better person um and also around the board better father better son better you know son to the lord because he's the one that you know keeps us in in that how do you what's your take how do you feel um i'm gonna agree with you um i feel like you're a fool if you're not learning from your mistakes you get what i'm saying like and at this point you're a fool if you ain't learning from other people's mistakes right Cause I'm sick of going through stuff too. Like, right. <laughs> let me just go ahead and take the, the fast track and learn from your mess up. Right. That way, <laughs> like, I can work out a spirit of wisdom and not go that route. You know. Right. Um. But yeah, at this point, in the moment, it doesn't feel like it. But I appreciate every loss that I have had. You know, because I gained more. And like we talked about earlier. Um. God restores your losses, you know? Job. Hmm. Oh, poor Job. He lost all types of stuff. Uh, <laughs> the Lord it. gave it all back. Oh, right. Right. But I feel like as long as you continue to seek God first, um, daily crucify your flesh, yeah. <laughs> you'll be okay, you know? It doesn't seem like it in the moment, but... You'll get there. And everything happens for a reason. Um, shoot, I forgot what scripture. All things work together for the good of those. The Lord Romans 828. So, you know, despite whatever you're going through, it's going to work out, you know. Yeah. But learn from it. Don't keep putting yourself in the same silly situations. And lean into your own understanding and not the right. Lord's. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. that's all. That's all in all. Like it's, it's a, it's, 
it's crazy because I was talking to my son the other day and like last week and he was like he was that boy was frustrating me and I was just like dude like I understand you got a job I understand you doing this doing that doing this and I understand that you want a car yes I got a job he got a job dude is 17 he's 17 dude like and he's got a job Walmart. he's dedicated you know he wants to he wants things in life and i and i appreciate that about him he's like i want to get a car and this other i was just like pause um you're so young stop playing games and and i kept and i was speaking to him and i was talking to him about you know this that and the third like this is like getting a car is not easy maintaining it is not easy check like when i got my car we all wanted a car at 17. We all wanted a car at 16, 17. We did. Because we saw, we are friends. Many of our friends had cars at 16, 17. So, you know, I get it. And it was frustrating me because I felt like he wasn't getting it. And it was like, I want you to learn from my mistakes. I want you to save your money, stack your money, do what you got to do so you can get your, you know, when you graduate high school next year, get your degree early when you're supposed to. So that way you're not waiting till you're like 32 to get your master's. Like there's some stuff, and you know, as we were teenagers one time too, we shut down and we give our parents to look like okay. And the other day he came to me, he said, you know, I did kind of jump the gun a little bit. I was listening, and that made me feel that made me feel like that. Like they do listen, you know. They give us a hard time. They're supposed to give us the facial expressions and the look, but they listen. And that's the thing. Like God says to us, like learn from the ones that came before you their example so you don't have to make the same mistake and being one to break generational curses curses is one of those is one of those ways to learning from the mistake so that you don't repeat it and perpetuate the cycle because it's easy to perpetuate the cycle Lord knows I prayed my kids it is and I'm saying I've been I've been thinking a lot about just the generational curse of your first child is not with who you're with. You get what I'm saying? Right. Who you're currently with. Yeah. And it just goes back, back to from where I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. my grandpa's mom. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, right. Nobody had all of their children with their spouse. Yeah. Not all. Everybody had a child prior and then they found who they were going to be with and they, right. you know what I mean? Or they just kept having kids by different people. Right. And I'm like, God damn it, that is one curse that is on me. But you know what crazy oldest... about that? But not really on you. It's something that has to come through you, but you can break it with your children so that it doesn't it ends with praying, so... them, you know? And yeah, it doesn't continue. Like, even though it happened to you, it can still be broken through you. Because they're still an exception. But it's something that I didn't even, I wasn't even mindful of prior yeah. to having children. Yeah. Never thought about it until I did, and I was like, God dang it. I yeah. This generational curse, and I too have a son that was not with my husband. And it's like, I mean, you couldn't tell because they're like relationship with each other, but. Right, right. It's definitely generational on both sides, both sides of my family. Right. And it happens. I mean, I felt, I felt. Yeah. One of my biggest things with my divorce was I felt like, number one, I felt like I was, I don't think I, I didn't feel like, feeling God was not, was one of the top three, but it was, my ego was one. Um, and then it was like, dang, I'm, I never thought that I would be in a position where I would be divorced. Like I, I never wanted that. I always wanted to 
supersede my you parents. You don't go into marriage like, oh yeah, right. we're going to divorce. Right. Nobody right. thinks about that. But you don't go into I it been, like that. But had I been a whole individual, whole in my mind and whole in my spirit, and really trusting God and the voice of God being fervent in prayer, I could have avoided all of that. Yeah. But but I do know that out of that came great blessings. So it goes back to our steps being ordered and God having the ultimate plan in view and giving and putting us back on track to where we're supposed to be heading to. Right, and having grace. And having grace. Giving us grace. Because grace, grace is a lifesaver. That's a t-shirt right there. Grace is a lifesaver. Sure is, sure. Grace is a lifesaver. I gotta write that down. As well as L's are lessons. L's are lessons and grace is a lifesaver. Yes. Crazy, man. Well, this has been great. I mean, we, as always, you know, here we are. I can't wait for the people to hear the conversations. And we got to also do, um, we're going to do some listen, listener letters as well so people can, you know, send us some stuff and oh, ask, you know, advice and stuff like that. Just have to title it, you know, how we want to title it, but it's good. Nice. So. I think we're all about to head out. I am your host, Joseph A. The plug with my co-host. Your guest. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps trying to run away from the situation. Make me so bad. I, Dang, I'm a guest. But wait, but if y'all didn't hear, because when we were on break, guest. when we were on break, she was like, um, she was talking to somebody in the background. She was like, "Oh, we're still doing our hour podcast." I was like, "See, look at you." You try to you you end with the no. end. No, you said it. You said it, and I'm holding you to it. That's what you said, and that's what it is. You're not gonna try to change it. I'm just. Saying. I mean, if the if the Lord leads me that way, then I'm just playing. I will forever be a guest. It's okay. I'll forever be available for this. <laughs> I can't stand you at all. But we are out. You're listening to The Plug. Check us out on social media outlets coming soon towards you. Peace. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of The Plug, a subsidiary of Celebrate Jesus Initiative, copyright 2020.